Hello and welcome to In the Weeds. We're recording live from the Picky Weeds Esoteric Occult Boutique, located just south of Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, in beautiful South Abington Township. Picky Weeds is the largest and most diverse boutique of its kind in Northeast Pennsylvania, with an increasingly wide variety of items for many traditions. In addition to items for sale, Picky Weeds hosts a wide variety of classes, events, and community-driven gatherings throughout the year. Picky Weeds is located at 105 Layton Road, South Abington Township, PA. Open Wednesday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. More information can be found at www.pickyweeds.com. That's P-I-C-K-E-Y-W-E-E-D-Z.com. Or on our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. In the Weeds is the official podcast for Picky Weeds, where we strive to bring the community together with topics of interest, guest speakers, and informative discussions to benefit the entire community. If you'd like to be a guest speaker, either live or remote call-in, please visit www.pickyweeds.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, find In the Weeds podcast guest application, click it, Copy and paste the text into an email with your contact information and send it to us at pickyweeds at gmail.com. Now, now let's get, get in, in the, weeds. the weeds. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to Hello. episode six. Hey, Chris, what's up? Of In the Hi. Weeds podcast. We're your host, Tay and John, and we have with us tonight Chris Greenshields. Um, he was the leader of our first coven, and he's an author. And an all-around kind of cool kid, anyway. So how's it going, Chris? <laughs> it's going all right. What an introduction. Thank you. Woo! Thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad to be talking to you. <laughs> it's always good to yeah, talk to you, Yeah, likewise. So you want to start this thing off here, John? Yeah, I guess, uh, Chris, I'd just let everybody know about yourself. Um, how'd you get into uh, paganism, like magic, your cult? Um, give, give us the... Uh, Give us a download. The beginnings. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, um, I guess start from the beginning. Um, There wasn't a beginning. I grew up in a household. um, My parents were spiritualists. And um, they were heavy practicing when I was very young. And then it tapered off uh, probably when I reached about 10 and then uh, I, I developed a curiosity of my own. So that's kind of where I got started, but I was kind of brought up in, in that sort of headspace, if you will. Um, at the time, of course, it wasn't anything like it is today. So uh, <laughs> the ideas um, that existed then, I'm talking in the, in the mid to late 70s, are, are very different than, uh, than they exist today. When uh, when you say spiritualist, was that like uh, Edgar Casey type thing, or what's? Yeah, kind of uh, seance, talking with ghosts, that sort of thing. My parents and uh, extended family, generally the the family matriarchs would get together, and and um, when they did, there would eventually uh, be a seance at the party. Oh, that's oh, that's awesome. cool. Kids were usually dismissed at that point, but after a certain age, you were kind of allowed to be in the room as long as you were respectful and and uh, quiet. So they do it like uh, mediumship, that kind of thing, like a trance channel. Yeah, or? mediumship, um, channeling. There was some scrying uh, at times, uh, pendulum stuff, 
it was all real folky when I was yeah. a kid. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was it was all super folky, and um, my my mother was a psychic medium, um, you know, just a natural. Uh, so that was always kind of omnipresent. And then when you live in a, a family um, as big as mine, there was always, you know, deaths in the family and and the air of uh, things are kind of surrounded that, especially with the, uh, with the Victorian kind of vibe that goes along yeah. with the spiritualism. I love that. So did she, you yeah. know, did she use the Ouija or was it, was it just straight trance channel? There was a, there was a Ouija. Well, there were a few Ouija's, Ouija's in the house when I was growing up. Um, there was an old wooden one. Oh, nice. I remember. Uh, and then, you know, whatever, whatever the other brand was with Mattel or. Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers. Yeah, yeah, the Parker yeah. Brothers one with the goofy, with the <laughs> goofy of, moon on it. Kind of pressed paper. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. old but, the old ones were really pretty yeah, too. Are. Like there's handcrafted that went into it. So yeah, it was it was a pretty one, but I remember um, there was a bit of a scare at, at one point. We had a bit of a an occurrence in the house. We had a lot of. Um, preteens and adolescents living in a very small area at, this, mm-hmm. at the same time. So, you know, that can kind of whip up the energy a yes. bit and things got a little bit gnarly. So mom and dad decided to pump the brakes a bit until, <laughs> until the herd thinned out, if you will. I think I remember your dad saying something about that, waking up with a mist or something in the house. And he was like, it's very yeah. poltergeisty. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, uh, that stuff seemed to surround my dad. Um, the really, so my dad came from a spiritualist family as well. Um, so I, I live in the Lansing area, and uh, my dad was born in 1930, and uh, his parents separated very early, and he went to live with his grandparents uh, on Lake Lansing. And um, his grandparents, my great-grandparents, um, were part of the spiritualist commune out there. They were both school teachers. Oh, wow. groovy. So you're talking about spiritualism in, in the in the family going all the way back to, you know, probably 1910 or, oh, wow. or earlier. So blood that was really, yes. really popular. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, so that was kind of where the family came from. Very cool. I don't think I knew that about, yeah. about your mom, Dad. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, and my mom, my mom was just more of a natural. Um, you know, she'd have premonitions, as as folky women did. Uh, I don't want to paint her to be too folksy. She was a she was a super classy, uh, well spoken, uh, well educated, very prim and proper lady. Yeah, very Victorian in her upbringing. But uh, there was a lot of you know folky stuff that that came over uh, with the family with us from, you know, like Scotland and Northern Ireland, that kind of, Hey, I know, I know you can identify with your Appalachian. Oh yeah. Folky roots, you know, that Scots Irish stuff. It's crazy. You still see places with the nails in the trees, with the blessings inside there for the healing and stuff like that all over down there. It was so funny. We went to a park up here for a wedding that uh, we were the stand-ins for the parents who weren't going to be able to be there. 
And um, there was one of the willows overhanging a, a little creek that runs behind it that was full of the nails and the and the oh, little cool. pieces of paper rolled up in the tree. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. To that. get rid of sickness. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, we actually have a guy come in, um, Mark Stavish. He teaches a class on Pennsylvania Dutch powwow practices. And oh yeah, they, yeah, 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 and they yeah. do that too. It's really, it's really something because it's like all of the Appalachian chain, you know. And then a lot of it comes from the Germanic, and a lot of it comes from the Scottish and the Irish and the Celtic. And it's really, really cool to see how alike everything is, you know, how much everybody practices the same kind of thing. It's really cool. So, was your mom and dad uh, affiliated with like, any official organization, or was it just like? Um yeah, oh, my dad was, um, but you know, uh, it was it was through the Masonic Temple, um, oh, cool. yeah, and then some of their ancillary organizations, um, and then there was a you know a little smattering of Rosicrucianism and that sort of thing in there, but that's just part of the whole package. Oh yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, depending on which 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 way you go in that organization, right? Well, it was well rounded, yeah. you know, yeah. well rounded. Yeah, we loved your dad to death, and uh, you know, we 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 uh, named our store Picky Weeds <laughs> yeah. in honor of a yeah. conversation that um, y- y- that you, me, and your dad had. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, you boys out there running around the Picky Weeds. <laughs> <laughs> And so for those yeah. of you that don't know, picky weeds are the little stickers that get in your pant legs and when you uh, are walking through the pucker brush, as we call it in Michigan. Yeah, stick tights and <laughs> burdock and all that. Yeah. So no, we're not a dispensary. No, please stop calling us for, to, to fill your medical medicinal pot needs. Uh, like maybe the, maybe one day. It, yeah. it, it might happen. Yeah. We could be yeah, so you lucky guys are as a Michigan. Late to the party. Uh, I know. We're we're so freaking jealous of you. It's not even, <laughs> oh. I leave Michigan. You got legal weed. That's just nonsense. And he works That's in a dispensary. Jeez, oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Are you guys uh, yeah. Do y'all have legal psilocybin yet? Uh in parts of the in parts of the state, yeah. There are um like the Ann Arbor area. Um I think Grand Rapids maybe. Um it's it's decriminalized uh on the local level. And then wow. the state really doesn't uh, intercede, but That's you know cool. you can't go crazy. You can't you can't you can't go selling wheelbarrows full of those things. But, <laughs> you know, you know like uh, handing it out ask, the back don't door. Don't tell if you happen to get a, a a handful of mushrooms in a park somewhere. You know nobody's going to chase you down. Oh my God! Yeah, Big Gretch is getting stuff done over there. Yes, she is. She's a keeper. Yeah. Oh my That's God! Awesome. So I loved your dad. He's like my second love of my life, and he's gone now. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, he was something else. He was. I wish people could have. And you couldn't take him any damn where. He's like, he'd get, nope. in, a, he'd get in a conversation with anybody. He didn't care. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that was, was awesome. a, that was a big takeaway for me was uh, everybody has some sort of wisdom that they can offer you. So, yeah, be ready to get it from just about any source, and you know. Absolutely. He was. A, he was He's way ahead of the curve on that as far as being a being an open-minded and tolerant person. He was awesome. What an amazing cook. But, you know, th- that yeah. with uh, all the all the travel that he had in his in his life. Oh that, yeah. Yeah, that'll just beats away prejudice and bigotry, It really does. 
I think they should make everybody travel for two years before they're allowed to be in polite society. Yeah. Sure. That's <laughs> right. I, I, I still remember him coming up to me, shoving something in my face. Here, eat, try this. I'm like, what, what is it? Never mind. Just try it. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It was freaking amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 So we heard about you and your parents and, and you know, the spiritualist background. So uh, can you take us kind of through the next level? Like uh, what happened, uh, teen years, that kind of thing? What what got you started for on me, the path? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I was real curious about all of that on my own. And um, where do you find information? That 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 is still, you know, a head scratcher. Where can, yes. where can you find good information? And for me... Um, I thought it was through some people that I knew at the time when, you know, I later found out that that might not have been the case, Yeah. but, uh, you know, there were some good books out there and there were some good books out there with some bad, bad advice in there. And <laughs> you, you mean know, some pop psychology well, manuals? We, we had a few of those too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, sure. I mean, you know, pick your flavor and, and dial up a religion, uh, the, the, the seventies and eighties were very much like that where you could just, you know, kind of just get in where you fit in. It was weird. And And there was a lot of misinformation out there and there still is. And well, they were dropping a lot of acid, Chris. I mean, come on. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. That's absolutely true. There was a lot of that in the free love movement. Yeah. It's like the first love love and lighters. I think for myself, it was, uh, you know, keeping my feet, um, hopefully firmly on the ground and, and knowing at least that, uh, not everything is as it seems. I know that sounds super cryptic, but I'll make a point here. Um, just chasing down lies is mostly what you do in your first you know, yeah. 10 years. Yeah, probably yeah. your first 50. Yeah, I'm it's a continual I'm a little older now. <laughs> and uh, for me, uh, I the, the older I get, the less I know. Yes, absolutely. And Let's the more see. questions you have. Jeez. Oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. You're a whippersnapper. Yeah. I just turned 57 this month. Oh, yeah, you're just a, I can see you from here. I'm 51. <laughs> you're getting closer. closer. Yeah, 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 that was that happened fast. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Careful yeah, of that damn sure precipice. It's a damn steep drop. <laughs> yeah, then your body starts so, falling apart. Uh, to, to, to circle back to it, yeah, I, I mean, I just was like, uh, unfortunately, fearless. Oh, and yeah. um, dumb and tried everything and found some moderate success in, in some things. And a lot of the stuff was just, you know. Yeah. Ballyhoo. Yeah. <laughs> Ballyhoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You know how smart well, we were. We knew everything in our 20s. Come on. Oh, how God. cringy yeah. to think that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We just had the world Oof. by the tail. Now who's yeah. got who, right? Yeah. You'll laugh yeah. when I tell you what book I've got sitting beside me over here. What are you reading? The, well, it's just, it's sitting here. It was for reference. It's The Golden Bow. Oh, for James Frazier. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember your required reading list? Yeah. It's yeah. been a constant companion since then. That's yeah. a great book. Oh, it for is. me too. It's excellent. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sitting yeah. right here beside me. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, that was where, and that was an unlikely source for me for uh, good source material. It's yeah, it was uh, listen. It was amazing. Yeah, and the the, the philosophy in it, and mm-hmm. and, and that. Um, also, uh, Marcus Aurelius for me was been, oh, been great for my favorite, my favorite yeah. Stoic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love him to death. I quote him all the time. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Isn't that Absolutely. Funny? Yeah. We're getting old, Chris. <laughs> we're getting old. <laughs> right. If, yeah. When we're quoting Sir James Frazier and Marcus Aurelius, yeah, it might be time to. Uh, might be time to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to write, make the wheel out now. Like Little light reading. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so yeah, my twenties were like meeting people and then figuring out that they were uh, trying to get something for nothing. Mostly, yeah. I guess that would be the theme of my twenties and thirties was. Uh, you know, charlatans and ne'er do wells trying to um, trying to exploit and manipulate other people through Absolutely. a force of will. So, if you're really going to drill down on it, that's that's a big part of what what magic is, anyway. So, was that magic or not? I don't know. Right. Yeah, and exactly. You, I don't know about what you believe. I don't know about you, but I find it's it's you know I'm sure it's true in every religion or spirituality, but it just seems rife with that kind of person. And I, I feel really bad for the new seeker because they're just inundated oh without being able to really discern right away who's full of shit and who isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine going on YouTube University and trying to find truth? <laughs> oh my god. Or TikTok. God. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Hey, if it, let me ask a question. Let me turn the tables for a minute. Sure. I mean, yeah. Who who's listening? Who are who's your demographic? Who who are the people that you're reaching out to? A little bit of everybody. There's you know, there's practitioners, there's our areas kind of runs the gamut as far as um traditions and practice. There's everything from island and African um traditions, closed practices. Um Ceremonial. And we have several very serious ceremonial magicians in the area. Um, okay, yeah. And then we have a smattering of uh, Wiccan practitioners, and then there's a there's a large number of Norse practitioners in the oh, area. Oh God, it's huge. Yeah, time. we have a bunch of we have a bunch of Norse folks around. That's very popular in Michigan. Mm. Yeah, yeah here it. too. Here too. Yeah. yeah. And, it's empowering. And that's cool for people. And yeah, a few of them are very, very knowledgeable, like yeah. um, academic level. Like Raven Red Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, there's there's some professional astrologers. They won't call themselves professional because they're too humble. Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> there's um and then and then you have uh, an even larger population of people that are just curious or they're seeking or they're just craving some information. So they're at that they're at that beginning stages. Are you, uh, is it, is it younger people or? God, Run, it runs the gamut, Chris, literally. Yeah, we had, uh, oh, that's cool. we had a group of elderly ladies come into the old store back when it was the little shoebox store down by uh, Rosario's Pizza. Uh-huh. And, uh, I, th- we, we both thought that they were the Baptist church coming in because they we were, were dressed to the nines, you know, very classic, Ugh. as you said, Victorian dress and very proper. And nice. We're like, oh God, here we go. Uh, turns out they've been a. A circle that have been meeting for decades, what, forty yeah. years. Yeah, uh, every Monday. Very yeah. nice. It started as an Edgar Casey spiritualist group, and it's kind of morphed from there into, um, I guess, it's a full fledged coven. They were amazing. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. 
With, cu- with snacks, with cucumber sandwiches and cookies. <laughs> right, yeah, I can deal with that. Totally. Little cucumber finger sandwiches, out. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm down with that. <laughs> There's some of the sweetest people ever. Yeah, I mean, they're they just amazing. absolute class acts all the way around. And I mean, they come in every once in a while and they're just, it's, it's just awesome. We've had elders from Peru in that are practicing Amazon uh, Amazonian medicine. Um, and they wow. were, they, these, these three ladies were just absolute, oh my God, I could have ate them with a spoon, but yeah, wow. yeah, they spent a lot of time. We talked a lot cause I'm an herbalist. So they hung out and they invited me to Peru and yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It just runs the gamut. And then you, we've got older folks that are, that are practicing, um, you know, the, um, what am I trying to say? Like the Lima, um, oh, okay. yeah. things like that. And they come yeah. in all the time. And then we've got some, you know, some folks around, you know, middle age to our age that are that are pretty serious about ceremonial practice, and it's it's awesome. just really nice. We're in we're in kind of a good place. We we know people in twenty one divisions. We know people in Haitian voodoo. We know people practicing the original Yoruba. Um, it's been oh, wow. it's yeah. been a real learning experience for us too. It's, it's oh, the, yeah. That's what makes it nice is having all this yeah. diaspora. All kind of right. descended on this one place. Everybody looking for somebody else to connect to, you know. Right. Really nice. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what's going on right now. Everybody wants wants somebody to connect with. It's crazy, right? Community. That's what I think people, you know, are really missing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that we try so hard to have such a variety in the store, so that people, you know, from all the different traditions, at least can find something. You know, yeah. and if right. and, and even better, if they happen to be there and someone else comes in that's, you know, either interested in their tradition or is already part of the tradition. And, then, hey, they met a friend. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah, fun to watch. Absolutely. Too. That's the best part. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun to watch yeah. them see each other, meet each other and go, oh, my God, I practiced that. <laughs> you know, because you know, I remember the yeah. old days and I, I know I felt alone. I felt completely alone. Oh, you know? sure. And uh, even though it was the. You know, you and I in the beginning, and, and you remember how that started. We were in DOC and Department of Corrections, yep. Mound Road yeah. Prison, Detroit. Yeah, seven, uh, I think seven Charlie. Oh, um, God, you don't remember the housing yet. <laughs> yeah, seven Charlie. Yeah, that was a level two uh, medium security uh, housing unit. And we were there on third shift. Yeah, I remember it well. Yeah, I'm like, hey, what's that on your neck? And then, you know. The rest is history. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Opened a opened the door for a conversation. You seemed like you were a you were a cool guy. <laughs> so yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And yeah. a smart guy too. So and very driven. I I, I always appreciated that how your drive. Yeah. Well, go, go, some go. people it's call it OCD, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever you know. I get all the alphabets. Yeah. Oh my God! It's yeah, OCD and totally. ADHD in one room over here. Jeez. Oh, boy, yeah. 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 Good thing Laura and I are just uh, kind of cut from the same cloth. Laura's my, Laura's my, my wife. Oh, that's awesome. I know you guys know that, but yes. everybody else oh, does yeah. yeah. We were so happy to see that. I remember the first time. You know, I grew up in the woods, you know, anyway, because in Michigan, there's really not much else to do. <laughs> so, yeah, 60% of the state is woodland. Yeah, so you better hunt, fish, or hike, you know, <laughs> and something, right, because yeah. there's, especially back in the 80s, 90s, there was nothing else. So I spent most of my right. childhood hiking through the woods, but I had never Same. been in a woods like the one you showed me 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, affectionately known as uh, Hughes Lake mm-hmm. uh, or uh, Seven Gables, yes. more uh, more famously and for local legend, um, the Dansville State Game Area, uh, a beautiful uh, 880-acre um, piece of property owned by the state of Michigan that is just open for people to enjoy. You know, and, and I, uh, I had no idea. The, I had no idea. The re- sorry, and Ron, I never had no idea the reputation that place had. No. Yeah. Yeah. I just knew it felt uh, worthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that I think that's it, isn't it? Right? Because when you get there, you just people people can feel it. Um, I think my my immediate inclination when I was a younger man, I was drawn to it. Um, you know, I grew up near a wood. My my parents' house backed up to a, a nice um, sugar maple, a sugar bush, and uh, I spent all my you know, little kid years running around in the woods and I just needed to go to a bigger place. And that was very close to where I grew up and just through, you know, walking around out there for all these years, I've been going out there since I was old enough to drive. So, you know, what is that? 15, 16 years now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> long time. Yeah, yeah. Nice yeah, try. We won't do the Maybe math. a little longer than that. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Remember when 20 years ago sounded like a long time? Yeah. Oh, my oh God. boy. Oh, Chris. Yeah. A kid said to me a couple weeks ago, You're from the 1900s. Yeah. He has no idea how close he came to death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's right, though. Yeah, yeah we met 30, John and I met 30 years ago. Oh, my God. Yep. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it'd be 30 years this year, I think. Yeah, Just about that, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was 90, yeah. 91, 92? No, ni- no, 93. Was it 93? Yeah. 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 Damn, that's wild. And I met you crazy people in 96. Yep. Jeez. Was it, that, was it that long after? It doesn't seem like it. It seemed it, like... Uh, I know, uh, right? Yeah, it was just bing, bang, boom. Where the frick did the time go? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. That's just so, what all the old people say. So, well, uh, thanks, thanks, Chris. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much. Yeah. But that woods, that woods always had a – it felt comforting to me. It mm-hmm. was never frightening. Um, no. It felt like home. And uh, Yeah, that was um, – there's layers to it. If, yeah. Yeah. You I, wrote a book I, I would, about it. I did write a book about it. So tell us what the book um, is. Okay. Uh, the book is called The uh, Witch of Seven Gables. Um, it's a first in a series of books about the area. Um, I'm not going to say how many there's going to be. <laughs> we'll just see. <laughs> I don't want to commit to that just No. Yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't want my publisher hear me talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say... Um, Book book two is well underway, awesome. so probably, oh, that's fantastic. probably should be out in, in 24. Speaking of wood. which, where are my copies of the first book? Because people want it, and they keep asking oh, for it. Yeah, well, how, yeah. yeah we'll, just, we'll, get, we'll circle around afterwards, and I'll get you on <laughs> Yeah, I, I had quite a few messages after uh, the one of the other episodes where we just kind of briefly touched on your book, and you're like, "What, what book? What book is that? Where, where's that?" Yes. Oh, yes. I, yeah, that's I, awesome. There's some interest. Yeah, yeah. I hated to okay. send them to the corporate overlords, but that was the only. Didn't place. have a choice. Didn't have any copies, Chris. <laughs> oh, 
I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah, for those of you listening that have not read it, it's an excellent read. Yes, really, it is. Thank you really, very much. Really good. Highly it recommend. Is a grove we work magic in as a coven. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's that's part of the whole thing. Um, so I started out uh, small game hunting there. No, that's not true. I started out probably just camping out there. And, uh, well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the story. I was out there, it was probably 1980, uh, probably 1988. I was out there camping with a friend of mine and we weren't doing anything crazy, you know, probably, uh, drinking a couple of beers and, you know, threw a tent up and, and had a small fire and, you know, just doing what guys did. We were, you, you know, we didn't have any money, so <laughs> we did yeah. have tents and camping gear. So you just made it to the woods for something to do, you know. And when you were in, when you were a miner in possession of whatever you were in possession of, you just went to the woods <laughs> yeah. and did what you did and hopefully the adults would leave you alone. Right. <laughs> so we're out there. Yep. Yeah, we were out there and we we're having a grand old time. And, you know, the, the topic of conversation wasn't spooky or anything like that. We were just enjoying the woods. And I want to say it was late in the season, probably uh, late October, early November. And uh, I, it's, it's as strange as it sounds, the, the wood was dead silent as it is that time of year, unless there's wind. And we heard uh what sounded very much like a, a woman scream mm. Mm. so you know your logical mind wants to jump to a cat yeah, or a bobcat or something you, like that yeah, yeah or a or a or a yote or something like that that's going to make that noise but that's great uh, but that isn't what it sounded like. Um, <laughs> you just know the difference when you know the difference. Yeah. That's yep. all I can say about that. It's all that. in the so, hackles in the back of the neck. Was that part of the legend, yeah, too? Yeah, it was that. It was very much that. And uh, to the point, and we heard water splash as well. Oh. Which is super disconcerting. Yeah. So uh, we kind of had a low-key panic moment where you know, <laughs> both of us jumped to our feet and run around the campfire three times. And, <laughs> trying to figure out what we're going to do about it. And then we decided, well, you know, first thing in your mind is Jason Voorhees out there doing a right. number on somebody. Yeah, yeah. Right, what right, am I right, going right. to do? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be victim number two. Yeah. You go check it out. I'm going to run faster than that other guy, that's yeah. for sure. I'm sorry so about your slow did, lope. Yeah. Uh, 100%. <laughs> we, uh, we, we just waited until light, which is about three hours, you know, when you get your first break of day. Mm-hmm. And we broke camp and got the hell out of there. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of us uh, boys went out, you know, maybe two days later and walked the area, looked for anything. And, of course, there was nothing. And then I started talking to people about that story, you know, and, and found out that there was actually a local legend uh, that I hadn't heard. Um, you know, there'd always be whisperings around the campfire from people would talk about that type of stuff. And, and, uh, you know, I started talking to people and, and started, started gathering the story the best I could. Um, there are, there are still families that live out that way that are, uh, are kin to the people that, that, you know, the bad things happen to. So I, I did want to be respectful of, of their privacy and, and make sure that, 
you know, names and, and times and things were altered slightly to protect, you know, people's good name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. Because Dansville is a very small neighborhood and everybody already knows everybody else's business anyways. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you, when you're talking about that kind of business, everybody knows who you're talking about, unless you're not from that very small community in uh, mid-Michigan. So it's like the most haunted place in the entire state, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people that like to argue about it. Um, and I've, uh, I would say it's one of the most haunted outdoor places I've ever been. Yeah, in the state of Michigan. Yeah, probably anywhere. See, it just felt good to me. I was never scared there. I was like, this is. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a great yep. vibe. It's yeah. cuddly. Sure. Uh, I think uh, I think intent has a lot to do with the vibe that you get from that place. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, the woods is going to love you as much as you love it. Uh, yeah. But yeah. if you're out there to be a knucklehead, then you know you might get some chiller vibes. Yeah, yeah, or get pixie. Yeah, right? yeah, you got pixie. Yeah, right? for sure. Or that. <laughs> that was yeah, if you go out there by yourself, <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, and don't tell anybody, and you're going to go out there about 2 o'clock in the morning and then, what, like, February? Bring it, plan, John. Yeah, yeah. I do what I want. Yeah. yeah. I do what I want. Yeah. He still Sneak does what there. he wants. He still does. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. That was a, uh, that was an interesting experience. Never had it again. Don't really want it to repeat. No. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, like a will-o'-wisp event kind of yeah. deal. Well, I just... Got stuck in that swamp all the way in the back, and yeah. uh, you know the staff that I have. It was all the way down, except maybe you know seven, eight inches. Of the thing was buried down in the swamp to try to push my way through it. Yeah, and I came out on a bank, and it was these trees that I'd never seen before, and I still remember it like it was yesterday. And it was just like one of those things that's seared in your memory, and there's these big gnarly rooted trees they almost look like you know a swamp cedar or something just big yeah. gnarly roots and very little vegetation and i was like i don't remember any of this chris and i've been back here i don't know how many times oh yeah and never seen that particular section of woods before and yeah you start hearing sounds that don't sound like normal and you yep. know it's one of those things where you uh Ask for some help to get out, leave a little something, something, and uh, hope they take pity on your dumb ass to get out of there. Yeah. Thankfully, they did. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, – and you remember, we went out afterwards trying to find that spot, trying to retrace the steps. Yeah. Could never find yeah. it. It was, it was never there. Yeah. And uh, that's that was one of the uh, – okay. Yeah. Yeah. Much respect for the Fae. You were in the in-between. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a I had a similar experience uh, shortly after my mother's death. Oh, really? Um, yeah, just kind of went for a woods walk just to get my head right, and uh, went out there and just kind of wound up in a place that I'd never been. And you know, and to look to to, to look back on it now, it doesn't seem it seems like a like a summerland kind of yeah. event, you yeah. know, where you were just kind of in a place that only existed in a time. So, I mean, this isn't a normal woods. I mean, you've there's been practitioners. I remember you telling me magic had been practiced there for years yeah. and years oh, yeah. and years and years. Years and years and years, yeah. Um, so there are 
Hopewell mounds in that area from the from the original indigenous people before the Anishinaabe. Oh wow! Uh, so there, there. Um, I, well, if you remember, uh, over on Ho- Howard Road, we found that that hill that had the indentation at the top. Yep. Yeah, I remember. So that, that most likely was a mound that, that was put there by the by the uh, the original Hopewell people. So that place I found out later in life was it was um, kind of a, a Hopewell area. Hopewell um, is that a what's what's the? So it's those are the like indigenous people of I don't know from the Great Lakes all the way down through the through the mississippi valley all the way down to down to louisiana they were kind of like uh, really big and like um indiana and um northern to mid ohio uh-huh. sort of uh sort of a midwestern proto indian if you will i know everybody in the native community crucify me for what i'm saying i'm sorry <laughs> because i'm only moderately educated in it yeah so uh yeah those are the people before like you know the anishinaabe guy here uh the original people sort of like um um tribal people like clovis or or those people the ones oh, yeah. that are so far back in time that we don't know a whole bunch about that's interesting i didn't i didn't know that yeah, they yeah, they yeah. they found some prehistoric footprints that kind of made all the natives here laugh. Going, yeah, we told you we were already here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yep, they just found that too, yeah. which is, uh, you know, the people that spend any time in the Michigan woods and come into contact with uh, native stuff know that it's way, way, way older than than, uh, yes. uh, than people really give it credit for. But we're still learning about history. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, you, I got off on that. But no, that's um, beautiful. Yeah, love that. Yeah, the the there's been ceremonial stuff that's been practiced out there for for a very long time. Uh, I have an article from 19, I want to say 1940, which is very recently, but in comparison, but uh, about a preacher going out there with a. Uh, 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 journalist and they, they it was for the ingham county news and they were going to talk about this this weird place out at hughes lake and and uh the phenomenon that it was and they were run off by snakes oh. <laughs> they were unable to uh make it back Hi, all the way back to the hughes lake area <laughs> they were run off by snakes they said the snakes were so so thick that they couldn't even uh hardly Get out of the truck. They're like, get. Yeah, and I would, I would have been <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. babies, give me some babies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. have So we they have called them rattlesnakes, but, you know, we only have one kind of rattlesnake in Michigan. And, and it's a pygmy. And I'm, it's a Mississauga. I've never yeah. even seen it, but all the years walking those woods. Yeah, yeah. They're so they were not, We were not overrun with them. <laughs> no. no. But, you know, we walked no. those woods all over the place, you know, and never, never once saw the the places that you and I encountered, you know, yeah. and I just, I have such fond memories of the Grove and um, that, that place will always be special. Yeah. Even without, even without the reputation. Yeah. It's just. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I think the reputation's good for the place too, because, you know, people will always have a soft spot in their heart for it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw your so YouTube was- <laughs> video on there where you were actually showing people where the, 
house was in the foundations. One of them, yeah, yeah. And there was, you know, the uh, the experts came out in the comments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there were some there were some Danceville folk that, you know, wanted to charge at me with their torches and hay forks telling me that I was spinning yarns. Okay. No. But uh <laughs> you know how the local experts are. Oh, yeah. Uh, there oh there was there was more than one house back there. There was, you know, five or six farms at one point back there. So, you know, like I said, to protect some families that are still around, I don't say right on which farm that this actually occurred. That's yeah. understandable. So the book is The Witch of Seven Gables. The Witch of Seven Gables, yeah. It's a, a cautionary tale. You know, maybe if you get involved in something that you don't understand, there can, <laughs> there can be some dire consequences. Yes. We ever heard that one before? Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Didn't around, fuck around. At all, did it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, the story went, as I received it, there was a, there was a, a family that um, did well in the, in the greenery business. And they um, bought some property out there. And I think they bought it from John Rayner, which is a big name in, 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 in this community at the time. Bought uh, a big section of that um, so that they could uh, harvest lumber there and, and have a little farmstead. Um, but they had a uh, made of all work in the home. They were able to afford uh, somebody to come in and help uh, the missus because they had adopted several children from, um, well, the land wars from from Ireland. So yeah. there was a big, yeah. right around the turn of the century, there was a big influx of Irish children unaccompanied coming in through uh, Detroit. So uh, this family adopted some of these kids and um, gave them a home and, and we're fortunate enough to, you know, have a, a maid of all work. You know, she, she did everything, including caring for the animals and, and taking caring for the children and caring for the, the, the husband and wife and the home and all that stuff. So uh, she, you know, it was right around the turn of the century and, and there was a lot of things that you could get yourself involved in at that time. And she did. And, you know, might have got herself in a little trouble, and and some people got hurt. Wow, that's that's the story that as it was told to me. So hmm. the legend is that uh, the husband went crazy, killed the family, and burned down the house. Wow. Uh, there's another story that the uh, the the wa- the washerwoman, uh, the the maid went crazy and killed the children, and then she was murdered as a result. Oh, wow. Uh, like hunted down and killed for that. Uh, another story is that, uh, again, husband kills everybody, uh, hangs the children in the house from from the gables of the house, and then hangs himself from this huge oak that is further back, um, further back on, on one of the paths, one of the great oaks back there that's, you know, well over 300 years old, an original old growth oak. So nobody knows. I think John, you'd know that oak if you walked by it. Yeah. So would you take for sure? Yeah. So nobody yeah. knows. They what call the that tree history. the hanging tree. Oh, the hanging oh, wow. tree. Nobody yeah. knows which one is true. It's just like several different folk tales from around the area. Or? Well, the deal is, is around that time that you know when there was some scandalous things going on. That there was obviously no press. Yeah. Right. So in that, that just, that stuff wasn't really sensationalized in proper society at the time. 
so there's there's some ambiguity and um you know there's there's also some legend that those deaths were attributed to disease or or other things or farming accidents or whatever so you can't really nail anything down if there were any murder on mass at that time i'm sure there would be a better record of it so there's no telling you know and when people tell these stories too um they're not really giving you a, a time frame so if you're if you're doing research which i did um i went to the mason historical society and in, in in uh the the ingham county courthouse to try and obtain some records and you know you can't really do it unless you know when where and with whom it was done or else you know the record keeping wasn't super stellar then no i would imagine not no michigan only became a state in like 1838 so what was that 50 years before you know before any of this goings on was so yeah things were still a little even at the turn of the century it was still a little uh lumber campy around here a little wild and woody (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's awesome and that's yeah. a great story though and um if you ever find yourself in michigan it's an amazing place it really is and you can drive by absolutely and miss yeah it, but it's yeah. Uh, google amazing. it yeah google, google. Um, there's a lot of youtube folks that go out there and uh chase ghosts and um i'll i even do some walking tours with folks out there about this time of year when people start getting spooky and want to get out to the woods. Oh, I'd have some fun with that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'll go out and tell a little bit of the story and show people the hanging tree and show people the foundation of of the hearth of the farm where, you know, the legend started. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I remember the foundation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You can see it a lot better than... So that got bulldozed oh. uh, by by uh, the state of Michigan. Oh, they just but they didn't bull- bulldoze up. all of it. There's some good hidden parts of the farm that, if you have a keen eye, you can you can still find like some, you know, some paddocks and some foundations of barns and that sort of thing. It's yeah. actually pretty cool. Oh, that's a shame they did that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, keep the looky lose away. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's. Jeez. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. what's the uh, what's the next book? Can you give us a, well, a tease? Uh, yeah, the next book is uh, going to be uh, how everyone responds to that to that tragedy that happened out there. You know, oh, there's yeah. going to be there's going to be some angry folks about that aren't going to like it. So, people still trying to what? protect the family name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of that, and there's going to be some people looking looking for some vengeance and and some answers why uh, why there were so so many bad things that happened. So same thing wanna, happened to us. I don't want to be too yeah. cryptic, but yeah. I don't want to give I don't want to give away anything. No, I hear that. that no. read the book. And the same yeah, thing so happened to us. Uh, it's a it, it's a piece <laughs> of historical uh, local legend that is from 1899. The, you know, the turn of last century, and and uh, there's a lot of historic mason, a lot of the history, and a lot of real names in there and real occurrences. So, if you like that type of stuff, give it a read. Yeah, it's so it's, who, it's a great book. I'm looking really forward is. to the Thank next. You. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to say, yeah. you know, you get a lot of that 
that um, sideways talk of people trying to point fingers that happened to my family. There's a book out about my uncle. He killed his entire family except for one child on yes. Christmas Eve and yes. shot all the rides with pennies. Yeah, White Christmas, Bloody Christmas. That's um, my uncle Charlie. And there's a, there were a lot of tales told about him. That can I say? Can I can I guess his last name, or do you want it un- left unsaid? You, you can guess. Was it Charlie Lawton? Is that right? Lawson. Lawson. Oh, yeah. I was close. Yeah, you've heard the story. So, yeah, I remember you telling me. Yeah, a lot of people too were trying to say that he impregnated his daughter. Um, but I don't think that was true. I think that he had had a tractor accident some months before, and he had gone untended, and he was running a pretty big, profitable farm. And yeah. I think that it was traumatic brain injury. And because you, you hear from other people in the family that what was once a really calm, mild-mannered, very generous, loving man was suddenly you know, prone to outbursts of extreme anger and not controllable at all. So I think it, it had more to do with that. I just think there was a lot of jealousy in the area because his farm did pretty well. And, yeah. and they were trying to paint him as incestuous, but there's nothing to point to that being a fact. So, yeah, yeah. isn't that the thing, though? Yeah, yeah that's how Yeah, it that's the happens. thing about ruining reputations. And, yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a great parallel to draw. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I see that in that community because, well, there's a lot – that maybe somebody does know exactly what happened and they're trying to cover it up. Yeah. Keep it yeah, quiet. Yeah. And, and, and I think there's going to be some of that in the second book and, you know, maybe a hatchet fight. That's awesome. <laughs> Can I get in a there's hatchet fight? There's nothing like a good hatchet fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I fight. absolutely. I so, want to throw a hatchet. <laughs> so, Chris, how would, you, how would you describe your practice now as opposed to uh, what, what you were or what you did before? Uh, yeah, sure. I, um, well, I guess I threw away everything that I thought I knew and just kind of accept the fact that I don't know anything, nor can I prove anything. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, and, and, and I just try to observe the world for what it is and try and make sense of it. I know that sounds absolutely ambiguous and cryptic, but... That's that's the best way I can describe. How no, I get I, that. How yeah, I totally. That. Yeah, I go to the woods, and I look around. And when it speaks to me, I know well enough to listen. That's the best I can put it. Yeah, yeah, See, that's beautiful. Yeah. No, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Wh- yeah. What um, uh, what advice would you have for someone brand new, brand new, just stepping their foot onto the path for the very first time? And yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just, I can only speak from my, my point of view. I would just say that I wouldn't change a thing that I did. I met a lot of people. I asked a lot of questions. Um, even when things seemed a little risky, I, I, I was willing to at least bear witness to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, try everything, see what fits. And then everything that you do, uh, echoes in eternity. So, um, oh, that's nice. Keep your intention pure. Yeah. 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 Keep your heart in a good place. Uh, it's not going to make you rich. It's not going to make you famous. And every day it will teach you humility until you know it for rote. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> that the truth? Yeah. You got yeah. That right. yeah. 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 And uh, if nothing happens, uh, you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. 
if you could if you could do anything uh, uh, the the effects of of trying to (laughs) use will to uh impact your environment is um certainly a practice and an in an art yes right yeah it's not science if you there's no formula if you could do anything different what would it be oh boy uh yeah learn how to read red flags uh, and that's going to be i'm going to have a t-shirt or a t- I, I got on my <laughs> do you see the red, Look flags? For red flags and people yeah. yeah uh the only the only things that ever let me down in in um in my in my how shall i put this without sounding pretentious how about my 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 quest for connection spiritual connection um the only the only thing that ever let me down was people yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. Yeah. The woods never let me down. Um, it's okay to to feel lonesome because uh, the universe will bring you bring you somewhere, bring you someone in your life that uh, that will be good for you if you if if your intentions are pure yeah. and you're receptive to it. Yeah. It all yeah. Really absolutely. Does. And and yeah, if you go out into the into the woods with a bad attitude or or malicious intent, then that's what you'll find. Yeah. And if you go out there with uh, an open heart and a smile and at least um, in humility, a whole just pockets full of humility and just open yourself up to, to learning things, that's when things happen the, the best and the most, I think. I would, I would agree totally. I was, just, yeah. I was just telling somebody recently, do the love spell on yourself, not on another person. Become the person oh, that's going to attract the kind of love you want to find in the world. And that's that's pretty much it. Do the inner work. Do the inner work. Yeah, absolutely. And and with that, I was I was kind of chatting with John um, yesterday or the day before, and we were talking about it. And 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 um, there are a lot of people that focus heavily on um, circles or wards or protections and stuff like that. And I think all those things do have. The, is it? You guys mind if I speak on this? A no, little? of course. God, no. Um, and I think that, first of all, that some of those things can offer you like a false sense of security. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you don't know what you're doing anyways, you're, you're probably not doing it right. Um, (laughs) yeah. 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 I still, you know, everybody wonders whether they're doing it right or not. That's a normal feeling. But if you're, if you're doing things where you think you need, and you, and you think you need to, um, protect yourself a lot maybe you're not walking in the right direction exactly yeah exactly set your intention on a higher ideal yeah 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 absolutely right yeah yeah and i and i think you and i come to terms on that pretty well because i don't i don't even feel the need anymore as i've gotten older to do any circle protections or anything like that because i have a relationship with them and I yeah. have a relationship with my internal dialogue, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> that goes, "Shut up, you. Just, just be still and listen. Shut up." Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the hardest part, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. And it's still yeah. you still get that niggling little voice at the end of the night, you know, but you learn how to shut that down pretty quickly. It's just all yeah, about absolutely. building your internal dialogue and listening to it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think another piece of advice that I could offer um, would be find a, find a partner. Yes. Um, you guys were lucky enough to find each other and be compatible like you are. 
um, you know, both spiritually and emotionally. And I just found somebody you know, put up with my bullshit for me too. Right, twenty eight yeah, years. That was freaking insane. Yeah. I don't know how you did. Twenty eight years. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. sounds right. Yeah, it's our twenty <laughs> fifth anniversary. This one. Yeah, it's our silver. Oh wow! Congratulations, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank God. you. Yeah. Um, yes, we're old. Chris. Yeah, yeah. And, and to find somebody that you align with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I was I was lucky enough to do that myself. And I have a very tolerant and, and intelligent person. That, yes. I think you found yeah. a keeper. I think you found a keeper. <laughs> I did. Yeah, she's great. I found her yeah. ten years ago. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. We just celebrated ten years and got married last oh, year. Congrats. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and she's my writing partner as well. So, oh, yeah, she's, she's a herbalist too, right? Botanist, yeah, she even. Yeah, yeah, she's a botanist, um, a lay botanist. She's a master gardener and yeah. uh, an herbalist and a fantastic wife and mother, yeah. and a super yeah. creative, artsy person. And not hard on so, the eyes either. <laughs> no, no, not at all. She, uh, She's she's my process and and uh, my muse too for my writing. So without her, I want to give her a shout out while I'm on this. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have happened without her. She found my editor and she's a big part of my creative process, my writing partner and art director and all those things. And you know, it's great to have support. Like you, you know, you guys have each other, and I have her to help me do what I have so my advice to people would be find somebody that you trust but make sure that you have common interests yes yeah, yeah i think that's a great don't be in the don't be in the closet with it you need to have somebody that you can you can be proud and curious with and fully aware of each other it's it's the strangest thing to see the secrets that people keep from the one that they claim is their significant oh, other or their soulmate and i'm like um if you're keeping things from them that might not be your soulmate. Yeah, that's not yeah. how this works. <laughs> yeah. Right, no. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Right? Is she, yeah. Uh, is she part of the Riverkeeper program, too, or are you still part of that? Yeah. So uh, she and I, uh, we bought a piece of property down in southern Jackson County at the uh, at the headwaters of the Grand River. And we started, uh, We it's so beautiful there. And there's Laura was able to to uh identify all these super rare native plants that we have down there oh awesome and she's like oh no this is we need to protect this yeah Um, yeah so she actually uh she actually bought the first piece of property um we fell in love with it and we wanted to protect it then um we bought the she brought the property across the river that had a little cabin on it and uh, we started the uh, the Washtenaw River Conservancy. So that just means that uh, that we protect the area and we don't allow any sort of spraying or or um, and we cut out invasives. Um, I think you guys probably have buckthorn where you're at too, that chokes out the native yeah. native yeah. trees and, and and shrubbery here. So we've we've spent the last ten years just battling buckthorn. Wow, that's crazy. Um, we sit on the, uh, the, the Michigan has the blue water trails, which is, um, the, the river systems in the state, which are fantastic for canoeing and kayaking and stand up, stand up paddle boarding. So, uh, the largest blue water trail is the grand river in Michigan. It's 275, 275 miles long. Wow. Depends on how you measure it. 
and uh, it starts on our property. We own the, the, the first solid piece of ground at the headwaters of the Grand River. Oh, that's so amazing. Our, our cabin is the first launch for paddlers on the, uh, on the Grand River. That's, that's awesome. really awesome. Yeah. So we just kind of went over the top and uh, got, with the, uh, got with the DNR and let them know that they can, their biologists can access our property anytime they want. We also uh, we have the Grand River Environmental Action Team, some local folks that um, do some riparian restoration and cut back brush on the river so people can travel the river. Uh, they, they use our property uh, to, to, for those ends. Um, and then we do some we do some work with the uh, with the state of Michigan in helping develop um, paddle sports for for the state. That's excellent. Love yeah, it. yeah, get people on the water and they'll they'll want to take care of it and protect it. I remember yeah. I remember being a wee lad the first time canoeing, you know, in the seventies and. I remember even the Pine River, which is one of the most beautiful rivers in, in Michigan up by Cadillac. Um, it, the whole bottom of the river used to be pop tops and beer bottle tops. Yeah. You know, and, and, nice. and through efforts like this, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. It's fantastic, dude. Yeah. Amazing yeah. job. And, and I think that's, the, that's how you really, that's the real sacrifice, right? Is just your time and caring about it and protecting it. Yeah. Yes, and the way I see yeah, it, she nurtures us. We gotta, we gotta give that back. You know. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, I think yeah. we're we're coming up on the. Well, we just passed the hour mark. So Woo, we had a good conversation. Wow, that went quick. Yeah, yeah it, it did. did. It was a yeah. it was a great conversation. Thank you so much for being our first guest. Um, yeah, we, what a blast. We wanted to make sure that that uh, you know you were you were pretty instrumental in Getting me on the path, at least. Tay was already doing her thing, but... Uh, Bringing us together, though, that was kind of... Yeah, yeah. We kind of wanted to uh, ensure yeah. that the first yeah. one was, was you. So uh, I'm excited. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And uh, everybody, thank you for sticking around for an hour, and uh, have a great night. Hold on, Chris. Thanks, guys. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of In the Weeds, and we hope you didn't have to pick too much pucker brush off your cloak after visiting with us here. If you liked the episode, please follow, subscribe, and share. And if you're really kind, leave a positive review. Be sure to tune in next week as we publish a new episode weekly. If you're in the area, stop by the store and see us. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day.